Driving with Quisha. It's a party with Quisha. Loud mouth for Jesus. Inspiring the people. Driving with Quisha. What's up, beautiful world? I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed. On the Driving with Quisha podcast, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, crack it dawn in. Anyways, um, so grateful to be alive and in my right mind. You know, the enemy tried to attack me with fear yesterday in another way, you know, he's always busy, I'm telling you. That's why I posted 1 Peter 5.8 on my Facebook tab today. So anyway... Yeah, pay attention because can't be sleeping on the devil. The whole stay woke thing needs to, you know, people write stay woke. They put that on these shirts and hoodies and all these things. I want to know what they are talking about stay woke about because if they're talking about First Peter five eight, Amen. If they're talking about the things that are really going on in this country in the United States of America and things that need to be addressed and the stuff that we're sleeping on the enemy about. I agree. Stay woke. Stay woke, folks. So anyway, I was watching um, some videos on YouTuber and okay, on YouTube, and uh, one of the things was on there was um, dang, I'm trying to think who it was being interviewed. But first, okay, so I decided. I felt led, right? So I decided to go with that leading um, to look up Stephen Furtick sermon, you know, and then I just clicked on the first one, and then it had that, the God guy on there that I'm, like, praying for, and um, they're from the same uh, part of the map, the same little part of the world, you know, from the country somewhere. And um, so... Pastor Furnick was talking about having open conversation with people uh, that are different from you, have different beliefs, things like that. And like just having those conversations can be very powerful because Jesus talked to people who weren't like him, and you know things changed for the better. Uh, specifically with the, the woman at the well and how she became an evangelist for uh, Jesus when she encountered him. So. Um, I agree. I agree. Everything you're saying, I agree. I love chatting with people on 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 the mutual ground of respect. Even if we don't have a mutual belief or understanding, just you should still chat with people um, because they're a human being. You know, what I'm saying just because we can come with beliefs that vary, that doesn't mean that that person is any less of a human being. Um, it's only a, a serious issue to address when someone is. Um, outwardly attacking other people or even like inwardly being attacked themselves you know anyways um so I was watching that and then it led to breakfast club and them interviewing pastors and spiritual leaders uh Christian leaders and I just was like so blessed by those conversations and I got to share one with one of my friends and she was blessed by it and I just was like man Thank you, YouTube, for having this, you know, autoplay thing because their algorithm is off the hook. That's all I got to say. I mean, compared to the one on my Napster that when I'm listening to worship music and all the citizens be better have my money, the algorithm is off on that. Uh, the whole thing with Napster, they just need to redo that. But um, 
But yeah, the algorithm on YouTube, off the hook. So props to Google or whoever it is for being creepy and knowing exactly what I want. Um, so I was listening to them talk, and I feel like all, okay, it was like three people. I know it was T.D. Jakes being interviewed. It was Devon Franklin, and it was somebody else. And I cannot remember who it was right now, and I'm so salty about that. But um, when they were being interviewed, it was interesting. Oh, thank you, God. John Gray. It was interesting how abreast T.D. Uh, Jakes and John Gray were on, like, political stuff, like, seriously, like, strong viewpoints. And I was just so geeked off of that because the things that they were saying were things that were stirring in my spirit. And I really, you know, um, well, I encourage you to watch those podcast and don't watch no other breakfast club stuff I mean I'm not gonna endorse some of the other stuff they talk about but when it comes to um, that open platform about you know Christian faith and, and worldview I think it was big deal big deal and so I'm really you know proud of the breakfast club for having that platform and sharing that um, and also for the people who are Christian who go on that show and know that they're going to be somebody's gonna talk crap about them because they're on a secular show, but it's like, how do you reach the lost? What did Jesus do? But anyway, so someone was saying, okay, I think it was that the God guy that I can't remember. His, I'm gonna call him Jerry because that's like what Pastor Verdict knows him as from when he was a kid. So Jerry was like, um. When TD Pastor T uh, Bishop TD Jakes had said something and about people being caught up on one thing, like how much they don't like the president or something, and not realizing there's bigger issues at hand with Russia and Korea and all those other things that are going on. And he even spoke. I'm gonna say it. I don't care. He spoke about sleeper agents and stuff. And I really think there are people here in the country who are threats to this country. They're just chilling right next to us. You know, so I was praying today that God would reveal that stuff and expose it and that America would pay attention because I really feel like, and, and it's confirmed through strangers, okay? So this is flowing in the spirit realm and the devil's not the one telling us, pray that, you know, I'm exposed. So I know that it's God and it's like, yeah, praying that God will expose that, praying that the nation, uh, United States of America, would be more aware. Like, I legitimately thought of, like, an illusionist or a magician. Um, I love this show. I'm sorry, I jump around a lot because I'm, I don't have notes. <laughs> but there's a magician. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a show that I like called Brain Games. And they have an illusionist on there. And they sometimes they break down the magic tricks or the illusions. The show's not about magic tricks. It's about how our brains can be tricked and deceived, whoop, thinking we know what's going on, whoop, and actually it's something else going on. And so they use an illusionist to illustrate that because a lot of people know about magicians. We're familiar with magic um, shows and stuff like that. So they use illusionists to kind of break down the understanding that what you think you see, the perception that you have, may actually be off. And um, I remember watching Way of the Master years ago 
and I think it maybe more ten years ago or something. They had a show on about how our mind is deceptive, and they and they were like, "Are you sure that what you believe is right? If it, it, especially if it's solely based on <coughs> what your perception." Uh, is telling you because uh, they did like a few different kind of brain games with people to show them that your perception of things is deceiving you. Perception, deception. That's what I just heard right now. Your your perception is is deceptive because you are so sure about something that that is inaccurate, and uh, it it can be because something is taught. To you, um, inappropriately and accurately, rather, and then there's, and, and it also can be because of your own prejudice or your own, um, just like uh, experiences that have uh, filtered what's what what reality really is, right? And so, um, which is interesting because Pastor Furnick and that the God guy were talking. Oh, Jerry, they were talking about how there was racism in their you know, they didn't grow up friends or anything, but they grew up right next to each other, like same school and everything. And um, they were talking about how the perception or deception that they were told or taught was to be at war with the opposite race, because one's white, one's black. And um, but it's not really opposite race, but America is opposite. But anyways, um, in other words, too. Is not opposite. There's a whole bunch of other people up in this country, in this world, than just black and white people. But, anywho, my point is that we, a lot of times, are being deceived by the enemy. That's why I posted first Peter 5 8. You can check it out. That, you know, we're looking at one thing, like in brain games, it shows you the illusionist is like, the reason why you didn't notice this thing that actually was the trick that, that makes it look like a trick but was the actual very practical thing that they did. Okay, I just hit 75,000 miles per hour. Where's my new job? Jesus. Okay, so anyway. Um, the Lord, it's, it's close, bro. It's close. Um, so there's this whole, like, you know, distraction that that hides the very non really magical thing that's happening but the real thing that's happening and there's like sly hands and this like waving of hands to distract people in another I'm snapping my fingers to distract people in another direction away from the real thing and I think that's what's happening okay so when T.D. Jakes was on the show on the Breakfast Club show and that and Jerry was talking Jerry has said something like first world problems becoming third world issues or something like that like people are having first world problems they're literally picking out the smallest of things um they're being deceived by the enemy to just blow things out of proportion um i'm not even going to get into like but i will graze over the the way that people talk about how deceptive our media is and who's actually behind that and all these other things so that stir us you know that's not even like watching news I'm going to go, um, Facebook is my news channel right now, and I know some people with Twitter, I don't really like watching the news, I mean, you really have to filter what you're watching, because 
I mean, I would say the local news is a little bit better than like the big network news, whatever. But the, anyways, the um, they all got money. Somebody's somebody's got money in the game. Somebody's got money in the game, and the agenda is being, you know, pushed on us. And if we're sleeping on it, if we ain't staying woke about it. You know, if you're not more attuned to God than you are tuned into whatever someone's telling you on TV or in your neighborhood, you're not actually listening to the Father about what's going on. You're just going to be distracted. You're going to think the white man's holding you down. You're going to think the rich get rich and the poor get poor. You're going to think all these things that are really um, just phrases that people say to keep them stuck, honestly. I love that someone said this. Uh, I wish I could remember what I was listening to. But someone said, this just this weekend, they said that they heard uh, a lady say, you know, that she was raised in a neighborhood where they kept saying, she's black and she's raised in there, but the, the, the white man's holding us down, the white man's holding us down. And she said, where is he? I don't see no white man. It just, I mean, to me, I really, it's not white and black. It's the whole thing is spiritual warfare. Satan is behind all of this. And he's just giggling to himself like a little schoolgirl. He's he's stupid. Like, but we dumber for believing in him. You know what I'm saying? Believing what he, the illusion and the deception. So the first world problems versus the third world. That just like really struck a chord with me because I think about how drastic it's going to be. The difference, if we're going to get caught up in small things about like a toupee or how orange someone's skin is, we're going to get stuck on that stuff. Like, look, getting stuck is one thing to graze over something to get other thing to be stuck on it. All you got to say is these very minor things. Look, God turns the heart of the king. Do we read our Bible like you're supposed to pray for your leadership and know that God can turn the heart of the king? Like pray for your president and know that God can turn their heart. You know what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Like like my ministry, I have a ministry called I Hate Satan Designs. I Hate Satan was birthed out of a realization that there was a spiritual warfare going on in my life. And everybody's life and I was like I'm I was being punked the whole time because I thought it was all these other things again this whole illusion this whole look over here look over here when the slide hand is happening on the other side so the thing is that I'm really grateful that God brought to my realization that there's like spiritual things going on there's things going on in the unseen world like Satan is busy and you can't get caught up and these little mediocre minor things that, that God is like, <laughs> God is saying, that's not even what I'm telling you to pay attention to. You're getting distracted. You're getting distracted. So it's like, man, it's not people. Like people are not your enemy. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities. Man, it's 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 wickedness. It's darkness. It's like things in the spiritual realm. It's not God and it's not people. It's Satan. And here's the thing. I put out, I remember putting out my ministry. I need to get over it. But a lot of people were butt hurt when I put it out. When I say butt hurt, it's just I can't cuss no more. You know what I'm saying? Go with, go with my weird phrases, okay? But 
people were kind of weird about me saying things about Jesus. I mean, sorry, about Satan. Like, not glorious things. I'm not saying worship him. I'm saying I hate him. And people, oh, hate's a strong word. Oh, I don't want to associate with his name. And da, 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 da. Like, dude, are you serious? This is a declaration of freedom from every form of bondage that Satan has in your life. I hate Satan. It's saying I denounce Satan. I don't call him my Lord anymore. I don't submit to him anymore. That's what I hate Satan is saying. And regardless of what I feel like an agenda is I'm trying to put out there in the atmosphere, I really believe it's a God thing and that people will want to acknowledge it more when the crap hits the fan. And here's the thing for me. Why wait? Until the crap hits the fan. If we know there's a spiritual enemy coming against our lives, we need to be praying against them daily and stay woke and continuously pray. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. I mean, not just against spiritual warfare in regards to spiritual warfare, but in every area of our lives, but definitely with spiritual warfare. Pray without ceasing. And I, my thing is, why are people submitting to their flesh or their emotions? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. Why are we doing that? When that's not even biblical and we don't follow, we didn't get saved to our emotions. We didn't get saved to our feelings and our whatever, our thoughts and our perceptions. We got saved to Jesus like it's in Christ. You know what I'm saying? And so anyway, I just think about like, dang, like, I mean, TD was like legit going in about how nuclear war and all these things or just one very tragic thing happening and just shaking all of us. Because I mean, you think about 9-11 shook this nation and that was just very isolated if you think about it the whole rest of the nation was still moving forward yeah we had regulations that were started up that, that kind of interrupted our flow but it was still think about it it wasn't like a bomb went off in our neighborhood right there unless you were right there at ground zero in those different various places where the planes went down you actually Everything was still green outside or whatever. Like, everything was still everything as far as, as normal is concerned, right? So think about it. That's one little, it's a big deal. I'm not downsizing. It sucks. I hate that that happened. But that's a very small, isolated incident that shook us. Imagine if something bigger happened. It wasn't even, still not even everywhere. Like, thank God for his grace that we've had great. We've had stuff happen since then, but it hasn't been at, to that magnitude. Imagine how shook we would be as a nation. Like, thank God for his mercy on our lives. Thank God. I really I was thinking about this yesterday when I was at church, which was a good service, too. Anyways, it was my first time going to church. It was cool. The thing was... They were, they were showing a video about how their ministry helps other people in need. And it's not, they're not keeping all the money. They're like, you give to this church, you're giving to all these other ministries. And so they show um, Madagascar and how they were doing ministry there and how one affected, uh, you know, their, what they, the ministry they started or was, was feeding into helped this man become uh, well off and be able to help. Uh, he became a Christian and helped other people he's a pastor now and just like this chain reaction of good that happens because of giving right and i started thinking well this morning i thought we reap what we sow as a nation the good and the bad but thank god we are sowing into other people and i know some people will say why is this nation so involved in other people's issues it's not us 
But the cool thing is, you really do reap what you sell. So when stuff starts happening here, unfortunately, at least we will have help because we reap what we sell. But at the same, and then, and then yesterday when I was watching that, I was like, wow, like. I need to look on the map where Madagascar is. But I was thinking about how much this nation pours into Africa. I think it's weird that we do. At first I thought it was weird, but then I thought all the crap that this nation did to Africa, it's really awesome to see that now this nation is doing good to Africa. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if people are doing it from that perspective, thinking about the slaves that were, you know, uh, people that they enslaved from Africa. I don't know if people consciously do that because it's a lot of, you know, white people who do ministry or, uh, sorry, they give into Africa a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I think about, like, going out of guilt. I don't know, but isn't that pretty cool, though, that there's this difference that's happened now where instead of us going into the nation, I don't say us, but, you know, instead of America going into Africa and taking from her, Instead, America's going into Africa and giving to her and blessing her. And people are coming from Africa here willingly. Like, I have several friends that are from Africa. They've come here willingly now. And that's a blessing to see that it can be, things can change for the better. And that there's, there's good happening. And so this nation has some good invested now that we can reap from. And I'm, 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 I don't know, that encouraged me. When I thought about it this morning, we get to reap the good too as a nation. Because here's the thing, my people ain't the ones that went into Africa and took nobody. I'm sure there's some white in me because black people were raped. But at the same time, I'm still here in this nation. So I still have to be conscientious that I somewhat reap the consequences of the actions of Americans from times past, if we don't cover it, it's, it's, you know, come against generational curses and all this other stuff. So it's really important to be paying attention, I guess, stay woke, pay attention to where you are, you know, the land that you're on and what that land has done and what repercussions come from or consequences come from or what what's reaped from what has been sown in that nation. And so I don't know if you're tracking with me. It's definitely not like this, this. This message isn't very like rainbows and butterflies, but I really feel like there is hope when we're paying attention and we pray intentionally. And I just want to call the intercessors to do their, their God jobs to intercede, to pray, to stand in faith for God to move mountains for this nation move the darkness out and, and put the light in because there's some stuff happening and it's behind the scenes dog and it's, it's happening in such a crazy way like people aren't even paying attention to it right so I'm just saying pay attention stay close to the father whatever he's leading you pray about pray about it. if you think it's crazy pray about it anyway because you're still when you pray you're supposed to be praying the father's heart God's heart and then you always pray God's will. It's not like, God, this is what I want. Um, like, I really think somebody's probably praying this. Kill the president. This ain't my heart. Kill the president. Let's put somebody else in there. Da, 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 da. Okay, I can't that in Jesus' name because we're not supposed to, <laughs> we're not supposed to like, say 
things like that per se. Okay, look, you, you need to pray the Father's heart. You might ask God to take down the enemy, any enemies that are in position of influence. See, that's a different kind of prayer now. And I and it, really, it really made me like kind of cringe to say like, kill the president or something, but that's not my heart, but I know there's people out there praying things like that. And so I just want to encourage us to be very careful about what we're asking God and know that when we pray, we should be praying the Father's heart. We should be praying the will of God. If God wants someone displaced or whatever, you know, from Saul to King David, the Lord will take care of that as we pray his heart and we get in agreement with what he's doing. Okay, so all I'm saying is pray God's heart, God's will. Not Don't pray from your fears and say amen. Here's the thing. Look at King David. The way he prayed, he, he might have said some, he said some stuff. He did say, like, slaughter my enemies and all these things. But, like, he literally had someone coming after him. It wasn't just someone sitting in a position that he didn't like, right? It was literally people coming at, like, Saul was trying to kill David. Like, he, David couldn't sleep. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he could sleep. But I just meant, like, he, he, was a, he was being threatened while he slept. He was being threatened while he was awake. Like, he literally had a direct attack coming after his life. I get his prayers, but I love that there's balance. Because a lot of times when he goes in and he says all these things, they're coming from his emotions. At the end of the prayer, he basically comes to but I know you're God and I know you're good and I know you'll take care of me and it's it's more now he's not reflecting on his emotion and how he feels now King Saul uh, sorry now David is talking about God and he's looking at God and he's believing God for taking care of him and that's how we have to be okay so I know like it's scary that's why people don't want to say I hate Satan they don't want to wear I hate Satan sticker or a shirt or whatever because they don't it's scary it's it's icky it's not sexy it's not attractive it's you know it's so real that it's like oh man I don't really want to be close to that but here's the thing look you got to know the truth to be set free you got to know the truth to be set free so if you know that you're you have an enemy of your soul coming after your throat coming after your jugular, come after your life, you can pray more effectively. When you know the enemy is of your soul, you can pray more effectively. When you see threats, like yesterday, I was driving through my neighborhood in Bakersfield, like right outside my gate, and there's like homeless people that sleep there, but yesterday, they didn't look like homeless people. They look like drug dealers or something. And I call people watchers. Like there's people who are watchers for stuff they either are watching to steal or they're watching to kill or they're watching to um threaten or not threaten but um uh, prey on people they're kind of like they watch and they report or they watch and then they stir people to kind of go after whatever so i noticed this guy was a watcher he was like staring at me he was watching me and it bothered me so i sprayed they were gone when i came back um but what happened when I came back, I didn't notice them, but what I did notice was there was a car behind me with like, it was a white Mercedes, I think, and it was like kind of old, but not super old. And it was like, um, 
you know, our gate is number coded, you know, you put a code in to get in, but they just came in behind me because they were right behind me. And I just felt like very uncomfortable by them. So she says they parked like right where I would have parked, like they parked in front of my, uh, my section, my building. And I didn't want to go in the house room and I was just sitting in the car waiting for them to get out and they never got out of the car. I not once saw them get out of the car. So all I did was I, I called my mama and I just talked to her. I just talked to her because I wanted to make sure somebody was like aware of me and my, where I, my whereabouts while I was like, I just felt uncomfortable. I mean, there was like a towel hanging out of the car. The, all the windows were blacked out and it was, it was like a white towel, black windows, white car. And there was like the smell of either marijuana and or black and mild. I don't know. So instead of me waiting, because I feel like I was waiting forever, I decided to, because um, I'm like, look, if you come into your house, you don't sit in a car for forever. Like I know sometimes I do sit in my car, but usually you won't sit in the car for so long, you know. So I was just praying that they were like visiting somebody or somebody maybe is getting dropped off or whatever, but that was very uncomfortable. And I was watching them for a minute, you know, and I walked, I took a picture of their car. Look, I was like on it. I couldn't find the security number to call them, but yeah, I at least told someone else about what's going on and I took a picture and I prayed And this morning. I just came against every attack of the enemy. I said, even if the enemy tried it with me, you know, Satan tried it. You know what I'm saying? May he, may those people stumble on the love of God. And that's why I just started praying. I don't want those people to go to hell any more than I want to go to hell. Like I pray if, if anybody's doing anything shady, that God would just like interrupt that with his love interrupt that with his power and his authority and his greatness and his strength and his sovereignty and that's why i just started praying and i felt freer because i knew look the external stuff that we see the physical stuff we see that people do that may be threatening or bad or whatever still spirit behind that so I went in prayer and prayed in this, you know, against spiritual things. And I love that today, I actually just thought of it. The, the verse of the day was re referring to how Jesus intercedes with God for us. And I, and I usually thought it was just Jesus intercedes for us, but Jesus intercedes with God for us. I mean, I, I got the Father praying for me. I got Jesus praying for me. I got Holy Spirit because another scripture says that the Holy Spirit praise for us in, in, a, in a tongue that we can't even utter so awesome so there's there's all these like really cool things that that God did in me while I was kind of fighting that fighting the fear really and I started being like dude like you have to stay woke like you have to stay on your toes you're not here on vacation you're still a child of the most high God. You still have to pay attention. You still have to come against every attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus. You still have to be aware of what's going on. And you still have to be intentional about fighting the battle that is at hand. Because of, just because you want to rest, you, you want to sleep on an enemy because you just want them to not be there anymore. Because I think that's how people feel. That's why they don't like Isaiah. They don't like talking about it. 
they rather just, you know, and I and I get that because I want to do it too. Just, I'm just going to be over here doing something I really like or sleeping. And, and then the enemy, he'll get, he'll just go away because he's, people act like he's a figment of their imagination. So if I don't give him any time or energy, he doesn't exist. That is not the case, my friend. That is not the case. Satan is still busy. He's still real. And you still have to fight him. You know, I mean, he's still... It's not a figment of your imagination. Or you, you're telling me that you don't believe the Bible. You're telling me that First Peter 5, 8 is... is um, theoretical or something weird like that that the scripture and revelation about the dragon and the scripture about you know him coming after the woman which represents uh, who, who was pregnant with the child which represents Jesus or not represents it's talking about Jesus that that's not real so how much of the bible do you want to take out for your comfort zone just like Oh, I don't like that part. So that's a figment of my. No, that's just um, that was just like theoretical. That was just like God was just saying that. Like that's just in there. Like some human being put that in. No, homie. No, homie. No. Know the whole truth, by the way. The whole truth to be set free, not just the parts that make you comfortable. Jesus died for me. That's awesome and true. But you're still in a war. Apostle Paul's like, what I want to do, I don't do, and I know I should do. And all these he's, he's battling. Jesus is like, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. We got to fight our flesh. We got to fight Satan. Like, dude, this is real. Us avoiding reality doesn't make reality go away. So anyways, learn to pray the Father's heart. Speak the truth in love, like like know the truth, say it. I'm only saying it like very frank because it's like to me there's no I don't really know any other way to say it, honestly. Because the whole tiptoeing around it is the reason why people are tiptoeing around spiritual warfare like it's not real. I'm just gonna walk around saying like he's not real, and because he's behind me and I can't see him, that means he's gone away. You know, I put the blade, I put the covers over my face, so now it's not really happening. If that's our practice, that that's how we practice. If that's how we operate, um, that's a problem, and that's not a victorious stance. That's not a victorious way to live. And so, pray about that. Anything I say, pray about because I might just be loco choco. But I certainly went through enough hell in my own life, been attacked by the enemy myself enough to know that nah, spiritual warfare is real. And the other thing that I love, again, is that God told me, Satan can't do nothing but push you into your purpose, Quisha. That's, that's what you have to look forward to. Because, yeah, the enemy wants me terrorized, right? But instead, if I look at the situation, like, I'm about to be blessed regardless that shifts my whole thought process. All fear loses its power. You know? The fear is always going to be there, by the way, to, like, threaten you. But seriously, when you know the truth, you're set free from that. Because the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear, or casts out fear. So, 
that being the case, that uh, phobia, fear, that kind of tormenting fear is, is thrown out. It doesn't have power anymore in your life because you've been, you're, now you're submitted to perfect love. You're allowing perfect love to take over your life. And so anyway, I just want to end this podcast because I can kind of go on and on and on about this, and I don't want to do that right now, so, but I do, I just want to encourage, you know, the world to really, you know, the Christians out there to really pray um, against what's happening, and, and also, you know, everybody just stay woke, stay woke, stay aware of what's, what's really going on, because if we're going to get stuck on on someone's complexion or their hair, these little minor things, the big things get to happen. But if we're praying against the big things from happening, those minor things will be like like not as important. You know what I'm saying? They won't be they won't be taking up our energy and our time. We won't even care about that stuff. When this nation gets her heart in line with God again, we're not gonna worry about who the leadership is or anything because this nation is so submitted to God everything's flowing in agreement with him. I mean, wouldn't you want that as a Christian? Wouldn't you want this nation flowing in agreement with the Father? Because what God has towards us is good and not of evil. You know? Praise the Lord. Driving with Quisha.